1: Trade deadline has come and gone, and the Toronto Maple Leafs only made one trade, and that is for Tomas Plekanic. Is that how you print? how is that how you say it in the Czech accent?
2: Plekanics.
1: I don't know, but I thought it was. I, pretty. I
2: pitched it to Bab I mean, I think they liked it. <laughs> I showed you that. That was that was pretty cool. Better get some royalties on that, boys.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it, it was. I wouldn't even say that was a pretty lull trade deadline day like it was it was
2: what four trades before 259
1: yeah like a, a couple oh. of trades happened after the barn burner p-. but like yeah the big one to start was i can't even call it a big trade was the ian cole trade ian to cole the, Columbus for what, Blue Jackets. the
2: second time in the last five days
1: yeah which I mean you expected that to happen yeah. Oh, yeah. and then i think what really got people was the uh paul stastny trade
2: that was a weird one uh if not for that trade, it would have been a real boring day.
1: I th- yeah, I mean the McDonough trade caught me off guard a little bit just because it happened like right at that deadline.
2: Everyone's expecting it; those kind of trades, but you never. It's weird. You it's, never hard expect those, it it's hard to make those It's hard to get happens. those
1: trades to come through, come in like yeah. like that, especially with all the pieces that get moved. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'm gonna give my two cents on the on the McDonough trade right now. Because I will let you talk. I have been let me turn my mic off. You you can keep your mic on just in case I go way off the rails. It doesn't matter. Um. All right. So I I've been thinking about this trade since. Well, I mean, since it happened. I mean, we we heard that the Rangers, the Leafs, uh, sorry, the Rangers. He was traded from the Rangers, the Leafs, the Lightning, the Caps, and we said the. Who were the other teams that were a bit about Bruins Penguins. and the Pan- and the Panthers? Yeah. Penguins oh, Pen- said sorry. Penguins probably couldn't afford to do the deal just no, based off what not. they were asking for after they did the Broussard trade.
2: No, yeah, they yeah. they would have had to give up. Uh, did they even have a first? I don't even know.
1: No, I think they traded that in the Broussard trade. So
2: yep, there you go. So they couldn't have done it. And they would have had to give up Daniel Sprung if they wanted to, and he looks like he's going to be very good. So they probably wouldn't want to do that. Yeah,
1: so. I think many were when they saw the, the that the Leafs name was interest in involved, you thought, okay, maybe this is finally the, the time that the Leafs are going to get that defenseman that they needed. And then Nope. <laughs> nope. More Roman Polak. <laughs> that that's the part I think that annoys Leafs fans the most is that Roman Polak is pretty much not like that was the only way that Roman Polak was not getting into the playoff lineup.
2: Oh, he's, he's going to be in game one. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind. Because if he can make it into regular speedy hockey, imagine dump and chase, pucks in deep, bang bodies, playoff hockey. Yeah. Roman Pollock's not coming out of the lineup.
1: But see, my issue was not that the Leafs didn't trade for McDonough, because I can see why. they maybe they
2: didn't trade for more depth. Yeah. That was my issue.
1: I mean, you make the Placanic trade, and then it's just like, it's, that was it.
2: It's a depth deal, because <laughs> you needed center depth. What yeah. else did you need
1: depth in? Defense. Exactly. And and then you see... Okay, so then people were rumoring what, they, what the Leafs might have had to give up. Now listen to this. I think it was Pierre Maguire that was on TSN <clears throat> radio who said the Leafs would have to give up Marner or Nylander to get Ryan McDonough. No and then you see what the Rangers gave up. And I thought to myself... Are you kidding me? The way that this whole thing was propped up, McDonough was, I mean, yeah, he's not an Eric Carlson type of defenseman. I understand that. But for people to say, oh, it would cost the Leafs either Lilligren, Marner, Nylander, like not obviously all three, but one of those guys to be in the deal. Are you kidding me? The Rangers did not even give up. The only guy in their top prospect group that they gave up was Howden. He's he's good. As I wrote in the in my piece this uh, well that went up this morning, Howden was ranked by the NHL as like in their top five, like one of their top five best prospects.
2: Yeah, he's solid. He's I mean he's better than his brother Quentin, who uh, oh. he was on the Canada Olympic team, right? Uh, Quinn Howden, yes yeah. he was. So I mean he projects to be a lot better than Quentin was, and Quentin was a first round pick as well, but. I mean, yeah. he just—he's the captain of Moose Jaw. I think I was watching the game they played against Regina last weekend, and uh, he scored a goal. He's a big part of their team.
1: <clears throat> he's a big body center. Which... We were talking
2: about this off the air, and we'll, we're not just to preface this—we're not going to crap on the Rangers. It's no, not what we're here to do. It's just—I mean, when you listen to the insiders, I'll get back to point in just a second. Um, they, a lot of them were saying they weren't going to give up Calfoot or Mikhail Sergachev for Eric Carlson. Yeah. The balls on Steve Eisenman to say, you have the best defenseman in hockey, but we're not going to give up any of our top prospects for the best defenseman in hockey on a solid contract.
1: And what was everybody saying about the, the McDonough trade? How the heck does Steve Iserman acquire a legit top four defenseman without giving up either Sirkachev or Cal um, Calfoot? And he kept Braden Point. And he kept Braden Point. And he kept... Um, I think Braden Point was the other name. And Yanni Gord, Yanni Gord. You know I mean,
2: <laughs> twenty goal scorer Yanni Gord.
1: But th- this is my, th- but this is my issue. What an anomaly that guy is, by the way. That trade would have been fine if it was just McDonough. <laughs> yeah. But what do the Rangers do? And, and Rangers fans, uh, if you are there, are Rangers fans? Listen to I this. I have a couple
2: Rangers fans that I'm friends with. I'll be sure to let them listen to this.
1: Okay, the <laughs> issue is not the trade for McDonough. It's that you included JT Miller. Maybe it was because of... I, I don't know if it was just the, the Lightning thought that with Nemesnikal, they needed another another player. But yeah. to give up that for both Miller and McDonough, that's a steal.
2: Yeah. It is a steal when you look at it for the Lightning because in this situation, I mean, JT Miller is going to be behind Stamkos. He's going to be behind Point. He'll likely be their third line center i would think unless i'm forgetting somebody
1: who's this uh he um i
2: just forget his name jt miller
1: okay yeah jt miller
2: probably projected their third line center which is fantastic in new york he was a top six center
1: well he was a top six winger third line center yeah i mean him and Lindbergh oscar Lindbergh before he went to vegas were flip-flopping as that third line center if i'm not wrong I fall because I remember I had both of them on my fantasy team yep. last year. And that they were hella good.
2: Yeah. And I mean, he's, he's not bad. JT Miller. I'm from the the vibe I'm getting from a lot of Rangers fans is they're happy to get Nemesnikov in and they're not as heartbroken about losing JT Miller as we might think.
1: Okay. Uh, JT Miller, just the reason why I'm confused about him being in, involved. And I think I talked to you guys about this as well.
2: I think we're just confused because of the return. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's just when you see JT Miller is also included in this deal, you immediately go Sergachev or foot, or a package of foot. And... Yeah,
1: Nemestikov is 25 years old. He was a 2011 first round pick. Yeah. Okay, so he's not. There's a Leaf scout. Uh, 44 points in 62 games, 20 goals. Yeah, JT Miller, he is 24 years old, so a year younger. Yeah. Which okay. He was a fifth. He was a fifteenth overall pick yeah, in that he's, he's same no draft. Okay, he has forty points in sixty three games.
2: It's pretty good, especially playing on the Rangers, who have been without Kreider for most of the season. They've, I mean, they've shipped out a bunch of their players. They've been playing with a lot of AHL guys. Peter Holland played for them. Boonev's, or Boone Neves, I don't know how to pronounce his name. The, the, and, Nevis,
1: and he had fifty six sure. points last season. High? That's his career high because he had. Nemesnikov has never had more than 50 points in a season.
2: What's he on pace? Well, what's his point total right now? 44. So he'll probably get there. I'd be safe to say he can get there. Yeah, and Miller has
1: 40, and he's probably going to do better now when he's playing with better players in Tampa. My issue is that I feel like Miller and Nemesnikov are pretty much an even swap. Yeah, I I think think the salary makes That's what
2: that's for, I think. The JT Miller and Nemesnikov were sort of a one for one to add into that deal. I don't think Nemesnikov was a main piece.
1: Well apparently someone somewhere saying that Nemeskov was that main piece for the Rangers which I don't I don't get it. Uh, JT Miller I think is a far better player. Okay, he makes a little more money, but are the Rangers in a position where they they're worried about money?
2: No. The one thing I'm worried about with the Rangers is yes, you have to be um happy, I guess would be the right term because you get a guy that's young, he's Russian, he's exciting. You got him Busnevich, Zuccarello. You got some good pieces there. Zuccarello might be gone in the offseason. Who knows what they're planning on?
1: I think it's just I I feel like Miller and Nemesnikov, I didn't even well, see the point. But well,
2: what I'm what I'm getting at here yeah. is Miller what I said before, Miller, I'm not too sure who he played on a line with, but it was fluctuating the lines for the Rangers. Yeah. You have to be cautious with Nemesnikov because he played on a line with Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov all season. And he also, so those, but he also
1: lost that to Johnny Gord, who's yeah, come up no, too. No, it,
2: exactly. It's been fluctuation, but for the first good chunk yeah. of the season, he was playing with the two hottest players in hockey. So you have to be a little cautious because those yeah. numbers could be inflated.
1: Exactly, and that's kind of my point as well. Is that, and then and then for, I'm, we're gonna bring I'm gonna bring this to the Leafs now, <laughs> for people to have the gall classic Toronto, to say. Oh, in order for the Leafs to get McDonough, it's going to have to cost them Lilligren. Like even even if you take Martin or Nylander out of it, because that I, I found that ridiculous when I heard that. But when they said Lilligren, I'm just like, okay, maybe. But he's their top defensive prospect. Okay, behind Dermott because Dermott is 1H
2: already. To be fair, I don't count Dermott and Kapanen as prospects anymore. They're playing for the Leafs. I, I I don't know. That's just me.
1: People people always equate prospects as guys who have hit a certain age and amount of experience. Yeah. And Dermot and I just they're and, playing
2: they're playing every night for the Leafs now. So I don't really consider them. They're yeah, up they're and full coming.
1: time they're full time NHLers now. Yeah, they're here. I, they're I, not I, prospects I say anymore. next season once they've made it oh, full time out yeah. right of camp, they're, they're no full-time. longer prospects. That's yeah. why I, I kind of consider them still prospects.
2: And unless the Leafs make a crazy run, they're gonna end up with the Marlies for the playoff stretch you would have to think.
1: Well yeah they, they announced that they put them they did that paper they're transaction. Still, they're, to still help them. To they're still they eligible. So they sent them
2: down or did something, didn't they? No they didn't send them down but
1: Well they uh, they they made the paper transaction but it wasn't yeah. like they were they were So just, they were eligible. Yeah. Yeah. But then like you hear Lilgren. Lilgren would be to the lease what Cal Foot is to uh Tampa. Like yeah. That, that that was my issue. Like, okay, if the if it was maybe not at this point, do we consider Rasinen the third-best
2: offensive prospect or Andrew Nielsen? I haven't seen enough of Rasanen, but I'd he's say... Had a bit
1: of, he's had a bit of a struggle this season.
2: He was scorching coming out of the first... He had, like, close to 10 points in the first month of the season. He was yeah. flying.
1: I think he's been overwhelmed with the whole Finland the I think, junior yeah, stuff and all that. that
2: really was a turning point, him not making Finland's team um yeah let it, me just look him up real especially, quick especially as
1: especially things. as a young defenseman he's only 18 years old like you know you have a chance to play for your country's team you get i mean you also you how make many it to the, fir- how it many to the first, final how many first round picks were on that blue line for finland it's
2: not surprising honestly yeah they had five first round picks from exactly. the last two years miro heiskanen who played for finland's national team at the olympics yeah, he's but, a stud. Uh, you have uh, v- Henry Jokohar, you, Vala Mackey, you Vala or, Was Valamaki. Valamaki. is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, there's another V one, uh, Earl Vakaninen. <laughs> yeah, another stud. So I mean, yeah, it's not surprising, but that definitely you would think had to hurt now him a
1: bit. Now, okay, so I was trying to think. Okay, and I credit Scott Wheeler for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also included that in my post, which was. What would the Leafs? What would that deal have looked like for the Leafs, if that's what? If well, that's, if we're
2: going off the same criteria, that who well, do you consider to be a similar player to Namasnikov on the Leafs?
1: Okay. Well, this is what Wheeler had oh, tweeted okay. out. I'm gonna pull up the tweet if I can find it. Why can't I not find it? Okay. He said, I, I, I think I remember off the top of my head. It would have to be either Brown, Hyman, one of the two. We know it's not Hyman because Babcock has.
2: <laughs> Isn't I would it? I would be so upset if they traded Brown and not Hyman. Honestly, like I lo- oh. I like Hyman, but Connor Brown is just so much more. I don't know Toronto boy. He works hard. He does all the little things right. Okay. I don't know. Zach Hyman's been good, but I'd, if I had to choose,
1: um, okay. And then it would have been Jeremy Bracco, and and Carl Grunstrom. Oh, okay. Jesus! Plus something else. Plus.
2: What a first and a conditional second? He's saying.
1: Oh, I think he said a fir- yeah first and that
2: that conditional second that the uh, Rangers. Rangers get uh, is I think it turns into a first if McDonough makes it to the or if they make it to the cup or something. I forget what the condition is on it. So they're giving up they firsts.
1: They give up two first. Uh, they give up another first if they win the cup in the next yes, two seasons.
2: Thank you. Um, I'm not comfortable with that if I'm the Leafs. As much, no, people...
1: I would I wouldn't give that up because no.
2: people are going to probably if I mean if anybody's listening and Nick disagrees with me, be sure to let me know. But McDonough's good. I wrote about this. There's no reason to make that type of trade irrational right moves and trade for a guy that's going to give you a chance at the cup now, and maybe when you're next just becoming a fringe playoff contender. Well, they're a playoff contender. It's, it's Sorry, fringe. a fringe cup contender there is what go. I meant. Um,
1: they're not a Pittsburgh. They're not a Tampa. They're not – I mean, Boston is kind of in that situation. I, I would have been
2: extremely upset. Brocco and Grunstrom is one thing because Grunstrom looks very good and he looks like a guy that could come over and replace Komarov, I think. Yeah. Um, Brocco I'd be a little pissed off about because he looks like he's. But will Brocco, He's also just a beauty. Just to play, just to
1: play devil's advocate is whether Bracco will actually make the Leafs at some point.
2: I think he would in a couple seasons, maybe. But he's th- he's really come on with the Marlies. I think earlier in the season, if you asked me, I'd say there's probably a little chance. In the next couple seasons, he makes it, but now he's giving me more optimism.
1: I think with Matthews injured right now. I, I think Actually, I'll get to that later because I'm, yeah, I'm not going to bring that up right now. Let's just continue with this uh, trade deadline stuff. Because the other part of this is not just the buying, but the selling. Now, am I upset that the JVR is still – James Van is still here? No. No, because James Van like <laughs> Is contributing.
2: We have a 25-goal, 30-point scorer. Sorry, 26-goal because he did score last night, yeah. He did. So. Uh,
1: but you saw the scorer. prices that a yeah. Paul Stastny, Evander Kane.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. Evander Kane. Brian that's,
1: um, that's a- Hartman got a first-round pick. I know he's an RFA and he's got some you know, control. He went for a first, a fourth, and another player. A process- well, okay. This is also something else I got to I gotta bring up here. Prospect. there It's a word that's thrown out a lot because it's, it's it a young – I just did. <laughs> a young player that hasn't made the NHL full-time yet. That's what I consider a prospect. There are so many prospects. But when you hear the word prospect, you think, oh, that's a good young player. Not necessarily – It could just be like the guy the Sabers got for Vander Kane, Reagan, Reagan was a fifth round pick I believe of San Jose.
2: Like San Jose doesn't have a particularly deep system; they have one of the worst in the league.
1: That's also because they they They... make trades like a Vander Kane trade exactly, and And they
2: also consistently make the playoffs and have late picks. Exactly, Timo Meyers, one that worked out, but he was a I believe he was a back end of the first round pick or second.
1: I think it was a higher up because San Jose doesn't always make those lower rounds of the first round. Well,
2: no, but they make like, they pick like 25th, 26th. I mean, they also trade the...
1: two second round picks. For oh, wow. Polak.
2: Timo Meyer was the ninth overall pick. I didn't even know that.
1: I, well, okay. There was one year that oh, San Jose didn't
2: make it. That was why. Yeah.
1: Um, but I, I think that's where people have to watch out with the whole prospect included in a trade. Yep. There's, there's difference. There's different levels of prospects. Technically, if you look at the Leafs, a guy like I'm trying. to, Let me think of a name that might work in this scenario. Okay, Valley um, Valiev. No, nope. no, I wouldn't say he's Valiev. too old. <laughs> um, we talked no, about that. Sorry, actually. not Timoshov is a prospect. He's a good. He's Zircles. on Zirkels is a prospect. Yep, is he somebody that I would say absolutely no way should the Leafs trade because he's a good prospect.
2: Kasimir Kaskus, who was a prospect.
1: Exactly, those guys. Those guys are good. Are young players that are a maybe. Like the, the Leafs just traded two of those away for Voliavin and ahead. Reichel, and neither of Pekan. them were going to make the Leafs. Neither, let's be honest. Exactly. It's when you get into those higher end. I think this is where, and I think Steve Dangle was right with this assessment of ranking prospects and not doing the one to ten, but doing the pyramid, and it makes so much sense. Because I would say Bracco, Grunstrom, and let's say Lilgren are on that upper
2: tier. I'd say Lilgren's probably ahead of both of them. Yeah, like definitely. The very top. He's the top prospect. For the he is the downtown. top.
1: He okay. Let's say Lilgren. You,
2: you might put Brooks in that conversation if his if his let's put an if on this. If his production was better in the A this season, he didn't score a goal to like also, halfway through. It's the also season. his
1: first season in the HL. Yeah, captain yeah. was not very good. in One hundred and thirty points
2: season. in the W last year. You expect. More than one goal well, through half the season. That's yeah, and he's not – but he's not – He also didn't play a lot. He and Bracco exactly. were scratched a lot in the first half. So, he... asterisk on that.
1: And they're not playing with the most offensively gifted players. Mm-hmm. And playing junior Colin
2: Greening is a very good offensive threat. I saw him score a goal that one time. <laughs> guess... Ben Smith is killing it, actually, this exactly. year. Let's be honest. So, I, I've
1: – Like, 40 w- points? willing to be patient with guys like Brooks and Bracco and Grundstrom. But that—that's where I say
2: I'm not you, gonna be patient with Grundstrom if he's not playing for the Leafs next season. I'll right.
1: He's doing pretty well with uh in, in the SHL, so I mean uh, that team stacked. But to get you back to JVR, get back to JVR. Okay, yeah. Do the Leafs or this is where I think the Leafs maybe the lack of moves also say look they didn't move JVR. That's like a rental on its own. Mm-hmm. I agree with that assessment. Um, but there's still no. One, I mean, yeah. I don't think a team that would trade for JVR was going to give up a defender. Okay. And I think that's what people would expected. Either you get a first and some prospects. Again.
2: They're, the Leafs' best chance of the, was at the draft when they were going after Hamannick. That was their best yeah. opportunity to land a defenseman for JVR. I think
1: I totally agree with that assessment. And people sometimes forget about that. The Leafs did try to trade him. Yep.
2: Yeah, he, there was a deal in place wasn't there and jvr said he didn't want to go um J- J- i think doesn't have a no i move. think he must have a no move he well
1: does as have as a, a no trade clause yeah. but i think yeah i think he nixed it but i don't think the deal was consummated yet i think they asked him and he said he did. wanted to stay yeah exactly. he would rather not go and play In <laughs> the islanders that
2: crappy barclays center exactly where the is over the opposing teams now.
1: although i'm surprised the new jersey devils weren't a team that Leaves one two and try. I mean, the New Jersey doesn't have a, pl- yeah. a defensive like like Let's go get Brian Boyle up? again. No, please no. <laughs> hey, um, hey. No, great guy. He, he's a war. He's a good guy. Uh
2: Right now, now he's give me Thomas Pekanich. Hmm. Why not? Let's give him. A... We need a different rental center this year. We can't keep doubling up on rental centers.
1: Exactly. But but New Jersey is not a rental. Like they're no, going no. for it. Absolutely. They're, they're but... not
2: far out of the of the wild card. Well, they went out. They went out and bought. They got Patrick Maroon. They got Michael Grabner.
1: which makes sense for them?
2: A Couple guys that could help a little bit. I mean, they're how much do they move the needle? Is a real.
1: It also depends if Corey Schneider can get back. I'm surprised they didn't try for a goalie.
2: The thing is, Michael Grabner is good. Definitely better than what we saw with the Leafs, but he has like over 20 goals, but only like three assists or something stupid this season.
1: He's a guy where you throw the puck out, hope he catches it in a yeah. foot race and scores. Oh,
2: absolutely. He's a great finisher, but the point is... Not
1: for the least, he wasn't. But, he yeah.
2: has six assists this season. Yeah. And 25 goals.
1: Yeah, the splits don't really look nice there, but... No,
2: <laughs> it's fine. He does what you need him to do. He's fast and he scores goals. Mm-hmm. But on New Jersey, you need a creator with him. So unless he's playing with He Travis Ajak isn't going to really be that big of a piece yeah. to use there. Exactly. He's no Meek a advantage ad. let's be honest. Yeah. So I think
1: we're not too upset about not training JVR because no. as good as the value could have been to get him back, they like the assurance that he's going to produce, which is fine. Um, but I think we agreed and we said this before, the biggest issue with not getting a defenseman is that Roman Polak, Roman Polak. is... Yes. Still here, and last night I know you didn't watch the game completely, but if you watched, I believe it was the third, I was
2: preoccupied. I apologize.
1: The third Tampa goal,
2: Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I I just had the highlights up actually.
1: Anderson didn't make the best choice on where to put the rebound because it went to Roman Polak, and maybe he would have thought twice if he knew that was the case. But he then he throws it, he Roman Polak. You know, you know how in the Mighty Ducks movies mm-hmm. and Gordon Bob is teaching the team how to pass the puck. Oh yeah, using the egg and to be soft, soft you know, nice Soft-handed. so that nice so that the you know the receiving was it the
2: wraparound goal by Johnson? Uh, no, no. Okay, that's the one I'm just no. Watching it now. was a th- uh, who's, who man, the who's who's man. What a power line! Yanni Gordon, Braden Point, and Adam. Marine oh, Yanni guys. Gore was
1: was flying last night. He's good, man. He's, He's a good player. He's they, a good they, player.
2: They've been very good at finding. I mean, Kalorn and. Pilot. we were going to get off topic a sec here. Like they, they have some topic. pretty good diamonds in the rough. That team, Steve Eiserman's found some gems. Yeah, and that's oh, cool. here it is. Oh, Roman, you beauty!
1: So as you can tell, Roman Polak does, did not go to Gordon Bombay's school of how to you know pass the puck because he rifled it into. Yeah, he Williams. went to the Roman
2: Polak school of throwing blind. He no he no look, He rifled it. He
1: rifled it into Neilander's skate.
2: Oh yeah, he just just he tossed it, t- t-
1: threw it at him, and. Nealander can't do anything about it because Nealander no, was skating towards didn't expect him. it. And it ends up behind the net.
2: Yeah, on that play, Pollock's being pressured and gets knocked into the sideboard or into the corner boards by Johnson and then just tosses it at Nealander, who's skating towards him. The, and the, it goes through
1: his legs. And it's going to be an issue in the playoffs because teams are very aggressive, especially on the four check. Yep. And if your defenders cannot make the right play... Shout out Martin Marincin. It's going to screw you.
2: You saw it last year with Martin Marincin.
1: I, I guess, I guess. okay.
2: That, the grenade master. Now,
1: after the trade deadline, everyone was asking which Canadian team has the best chance to go to the finals and win a cup. Winnipeg. And they have picked Winnipeg. Yep. Not because the Leafs are not good. And then they said the, the, the defense is not that the best.
2: Let's be honest. Thomas Plakanich is not as good as Paul Stasny. No, they got a little deeper, they a did, little better and deeper.
1: But I don't think the Leafs expected Paul Stastny to be available. And Paul no. Stastny was not the the center man they were looking well, for. Pascal Ch-
2: Dayoff said that he got a text from Doug Armstrong asking him if he wanted Stastny. Like he didn't even call him; he just shot him a text. Well, they
1: were talking about it apparently. Yep. Like it beforehand. was. It was
2: done the day before the deadline, so Sunday.
1: Yeah, they, they had talked about it, and then, Doug, then Armstrong just decided it was time.
2: Yeah, six straight losses. I mean, your team was far and ahead. One I, the I think what happened
1: with, with the Rangers in St. Louis here, I mean, the Rangers decided this weeks ago, we're just going to sell. Yeah. And the Rangers kind of, I think, to bring up the uh, that trade again, is maybe it was just Eisenman had worn down Jeff Gordon to the point where <laughs> he's just like, fine, Yeah, just take him. We'll do it. I think that's kind of what happened with Armstrong. Armstrong was just trying to delay. Okay, gosh. That uh, that trade for Stassen. He's like, you know what? We're just not. We're not. This team is not doing well. It's hit us hit a bit of a bit of a slump. Let's just get it done. And then, New yeah,
2: York, New York's pretty set for this draft. They have three first rounders. They are three first rounders, two seconds, two thirds. And then a fourth, fifth, and sixth. There
1: are teams that have a good chance in this draft. Uh, some teams who didn't put themselves on a good chance in this draft. Vancouver. A la Vancouver, Arizona, <laughs> Montreal's in a okay mm. spot. They have four second round picks. I think they should try to move up into the first round. Yep. Yeah. Um, or try to do swing another deal for a centerman. I think that would that would work. So yeah. but I'm not here to give Montreal pointers on how to fix their team. It's not Mark, what Mark
2: Bergevin will take him anyway. He knows how to fix a hockey yeah. team, right? Yeah, exactly. Top natural winger is your top line center. Eh, that'll go fine. Exactly. But how's that, Mikhail? Serge- to to get us working back out there,
1: to get us back on point here, because I think I think when we look at when I, when I hear about the you know people talk about the Leafs defense and how you know they wish it was better, look at what the Leafs defense was like last season. You minus Matt Hunwick, Martin Marincin, and then Connor Carrick was the no, guy who no, stepped Matt in Hunwick. for Roman Polak. Uh. Insert Ron Hainsey and uh, Travis Dermott. Love. That is significantly better than what the Leafs had last season. And I think Patrick Marlowe adding him to that Nazem Kadri line. So it's not because it was Kadri. Komarov and Brown, if I'm not wrong, was that that, that line.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the fourth line was pretty good. It was Kapanen. I mean, actually, it was Matt Martin. So maybe that fourth line, like you look at the difference between what the Leafs put out last season to what they're putting out, what could be in the playoffs. Yep, it looks way better.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: You have four lines you can depend on.
2: Yep. Which is more than you could say honestly last year because Boyle Martin and Kapanen didn't give me a lot of faith. Although they they were probably one of the better lines in the Washington series.
1: Well, especially the game, you know, Kapanen with the sure. overtime goal, and yeah. then
2: Kapanen that was the second goal of that game. He I... banged one in in front of the net earlier.
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, I it was
2: just that line was just too slow with Boyle and Martin. I mean, Boyle obviously is almost six seven. You don't expect him to be flying down the ice. No. And Matt Martin's just a Matt Martin.
1: Yeah, I mean, he just hits everything. And now Matt Martin is sitting in the in the in the box. Yeah, it's in the what, press box,
2: almost 15 games it must be by now.
1: Well, how many has it's been since what? The end of January. Yep. So almost all of February he's been sitting in the press box, which look you can you can talk about loyalty and you know all that stuff and a, a veteran guy. He just wasn't he. He was not working. It was not that fourth line was unplayable at times. It wasn't. And Babco- it wasn't,
2: that's it wasn't not not Babcock, that's not how Babcock operates.
1: <laughs> Babcock, Babcock likes the four lines.
2: He loves Luke Glendening.
1: Well, and that was the thing. The benefit of gameplay mechanic is that <laughs> it wasn't Luke. It, it wasn't Luke gl- gl- Glendening. So there's that. Um, I'm gonna bring it back to the defense again. Yep. Because I'm. I'm just not sure what to make of Zaitsev's play not because ideal. it has not been great, and it's been pointed out that he's had his struggles. Um, yeah, but, but the the issue is you don't have a you don't have a, a solution. Really, no, there's
2: there's no solution coming, honestly. Unless you
1: flip flop Heinzie and Zaitsev, and maybe that. Why,
2: why not? I mean, Gardner looked so good with Hainsey. He had what three three point nights, three assist nights yeah. with Haynesy on defense. Ron Hainzey just allows these offensive defensemen to do whatever they want. And Morgan Riley's just set his career high in assists last night or the the night. Well, career high in points, no? Points, sorry.
1: So the last night he did. Yeah. So
2: so like why not? Jake Gardner, he's Jake He had Gardner.
1: a he had a brutal giveaway at one point last night and he also just last
2: night, you could pretty what? much say that about Jake Gardner on a game-to-game basis. I, I like Jake Gardner. I like it. Boy, he makes them when he when he has
1: days. those good offensive games. But oh yeah,
2: he that's he's just such an anomaly. I don't get it. He's what 26, 27 years old, mm-hmm. and you don't know what you're going to get from him on a night-to-night basis. Not even like a um, week-to-week. No, you don't know what Jake Gardner is going to come out of that tunnel every night.
1: Now this is my question. I think you and I are both in agreement that Roman Polak, unless he breaks his leg again.
2: Hopefully not. That was gross.
1: Yeah, that was not fun for him. We, don't, we never wish ill
2: no, on a player. No, as much as I don't want Roman Polak to play, I want him to not play because somebody is better than him. Not because he's unplayable because of injury. Because he yeah. can't. Nobody wishes that Roman Polak is sitting in the hospital.
1: If, let's say, that were to happen, are you comfortable with Connor Carrick? Yeah, I've been comfortable or, with Conor Carrick. Or does Justin Hall get another chance?
2: Oh, or Justin Hall, man, Hall, 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 something. I'm sure he wouldn't be upset if he said Hall.
1: I uh, think. I mean, maybe. it was brought up that to, to change it to make sure it was Hall.
2: Um, I think it's Hall. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, maybe I think it's a too much, too little of a sample size for Justin Hall personally like he was fair oh yeah he was definitely two he games was is, fantastic two I mean, games was nowhere close yeah was it only two it was only two yeah he went down after the rangers game didn't he okay yeah so i i wouldn't say i'm comfortable with him but connor carrick yeah sure put him with the right person why not now maybe not him and dermot because that's a pretty small pair
1: i would say carrick and gardner would work better because yeah, they've done that before I wouldn't do Carrick and Riley because that proved to not be a good, good fit. In my opinion, that yeah. just didn't work last season. Um, yeah, I mean, that's I think that's something that Bob Koch will be looking at from now to the. He's not going to look at Hull because he's playing with the Marlies. Carrick has gone his chances once in a while. Yep. Which,
2: when he had that long stretch of games, was it when Pollock was?
1: With that viral infection, yeah,
2: yeah. when Pollock and Hanzy were both out, and he, he was good. Do you? You, the issue with him is he can be a steady player. He makes his mistakes, obviously, as every young player would. But he hasn't had that prolonged stretch of games where he's been able. Other than that one chance where he's been able to get in and really, yeah, test himself. How about Borgman? Oh, I forgot about him. Jesus.
1: Do you think it's? It's just, only
2: been like two weeks, and I've already forgotten about Hunter's it. Is
1: Borgman. but. I, I think that what, what? harms him, I like him. What harms him is he's Roman a Polak shot.
2: harms him. Yeah, every defenseman Roman Polak plays makes that, that actually look when like Borgman crap.
1: and Polak were playing together, possession wise, no. No. Borgman was able to be okay.
2: I I'm, I'm not sure if we talked about it on this podcast. We've definitely talked about it through chat. Roman Polak is the most useless player I've ever seen on a breakout. He either yeah. has the hard ring around the boards. That's move one. Move two. Is if your partner has the puck, make sure you're standing completely still in one of the corners, Although, as to not scare your defensive partner.
1: I will credit Polak; there he almost scored last night. It was, I mean, it was tipped on the Vasilevsky. He, he made it, it off Absolutely. one of the
2: one of the placeholders on the glass. And no, no, no. he, he and actually
1: out. got it on target.
2: Wow, he hit the net.
1: I think when Polak hits the net, that he's shot he's can be shot. ruthless. Yeah. I wish he kind of used him. He's, no, it he's no Sheldon Surrey, but, but he can definitely But the, <laughs> the issue also speaks to that Polak doesn't get those opportunities a lot because he's never in those cha- He's always stuck in his own zone.
2: Because he's so bad on the breakout. Yeah. There's a reason he's always stuck in his zone because exactly his one defenseman is not the best suitable for trying to break a bucket when forwards are – I mean, if you don't have close forward support, those least forwards love to spread it out because they love that little chip pass over the top. Yeah. And if the Leafs forwards are playing up and we're looking for just that tip in, uh, one defenseman's not going to be able to break the puck out against a three-man forecheck. check It's just not going to work. No, definitely not. gonna Or work. a two-man four-check even.
1: I'm going to look at something right now. I'm going to bring up the last night's game and the stats from natural stat because that's where I usually go for game by game. Nice. Uh, advanced stats are pretty – they're – they do a really you good need job to of
2: it. I, I need to get with the fancy stats.
1: Everybody is, doing a, is, <laughs> is uh, using them when they're referencing <laughs>
2: games. Sorry, I'm just watching a clip on Twitter, and Mark andre Fleury was going out to play a puck oh. that was in the restricted zone, and he tried to sweep the puck like a, a curler to try and get the puck to come outside the restricted area. Oh, I see. <laughs> and Tim had posted uh-huh. and said he's channeling his inner Kevin Cooey. I'll see.
1: All right, Austin, you want to know how things went for the Leafs? In the second period against the Lightning, not kosher. I would assume the Leafs were outshot twelve to four. Nice. Okay, that's about par for the course. They were out chance. So if you look at Corsi, mm,
2: fancy stat. Twenty-one
1: chances for 21. for the what, Lightning, five for the Leafs. Nice. That is eighty percent
2: of eighty percent.
1: Eighty percent chances for yeah. They, the, Lightning the Lightning had, had 80%, 80% of the chances in that like
2: period. Like I said, not with the fancy stats, so I might have some dumb questions. Here.
1: Um, In the third period, it was 19 for the Lightning, 11 for the Leafs. But the Leafs did have a really good first period.
2: Oh, I just, I'm just looking at a photo of Placanich's jersey ah. with the Leafs' jersey. God, that looks weird. It does. Oh, okay. it, it Especially looked, with it 19. Looked, he
1: looked a little he, – He he did have his struggles a bit last night. He
2: looked a little weird. Was it to do with the fact that Lou made him shave his goatee five minutes after the trade happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it wasn't that. I, it's just, you know, he Actually, looked five, like five he minutes looked, is polite for Lou. It probably took him ten and a half seconds.
1: It looked like he was just trying to figure things out, which is understandable. You just came from, you know, you know, from a different team. You didn't really get a chance to meet your new your new teammates. You want to know. The Nylander line struggled a bit. Yeah. Um, well, it was
2: it was him, captain and Hyman. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. I, I mean Marner. That's. Is, I didn't understand moving Marner. To be honest. Yeah. I know they want to spread things out. Was Marner
2: playing with Kadri and
1: Marlow? Yes, he was.
2: Okay. I don't mind that at all.
1: So I, I if he's don't... not
2: with Neilander, as long as he's not with Bozak and Van Riemsdyk, I'm good.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Because he has to run offense on that line. And I'm the
1: Kaji line did do better, um, but I'm I was more for you got that chemistry with uh, Marner, Nealander, Niel- and Hyman that yep. seemed to work well. Why didn't they keep that? I just didn't understand. I mean, you didn't see the game, so you didn't see how. I mean, you saw the Boston game. You saw how oh, yeah. electric they were. Yeah. You think you think the right move would have been to switch it?
2: I you could not even explain the excitement I had when I saw Neilander and Marner selling together after that goal.
1: Yeah, and the
2: setup for Neilander and Marner backdoor. Oh so the chills. Oh yeah, they were but, fantastic. But imagine
1: Marlowe, Kapanen, and Kadri on a line. It's pretty good. Especially Mar- Marlo and Kapanen. Marlowe
2: and Kapanen down the wings. Uh, Yikes! I don't know. You, you th- try and you try and section off Cappy and give it to the old man, and he's still gonna burn you.
1: Exactly. Um, so well, I For mean, the old man, I apologize. We'll see how Cappy. things change. I mean, as we're recording this, it is about two forty Eastern Standard Time. So the Leafs will be playing the Panthers tonight. This will come out tomorrow morning, the podcast, oh. or hey, it might come out tonight. Happy Wednesday! How I feel. But. Um, yeah, I I am that's probably the one thing I'm curious to see against the Panthers cuz the Panthers are a good test for Leafs.
2: No news on the lineup yet.
1: No news on the lineup yet.
2: So, I guess uh, they probably they don't do I don't. skates on yeah. back-to-backs,
1: right? I don't think they're yeah, I don't think they're changing anything just cuz it's a back-to-back. Maybe now they'll have a stretch from Wednesday yeah, all the way to Saturday with that outdoor game. Yeah, so they, they get the a side. lot of
2: time off, which is nice.
1: Well, and it also allows a team like Boston to kind of catch up a bit with their uh, games in hand. Um, but as we say that, Boston Bruins are in a little bit of trouble. What's worse, losing four-one to the Buffalo Sabers, or losing Patrice Pergeron to a fractured foot?
2: Uh, losing to the Buffalo Sabers easily. Yeah, it's not even a cha- not even a challenge. Um <laughs> that's and, way worse than losing your best player to a broken foot. Exact. Fractured foot, sorry.
1: Yeah, and Boston doesn't have an easy schedule from no. now to the end of the season. They get the Lightning, they have the G- Lightning a couple of times. They have I think the benefit for the Leafs is I think they're done with the Lightning.
2: If I'm not wrong.
1: If I'm not wrong. No, I- they have
2: one more game in Tampa.
1: They do? Yeah. They've oh, played uh, they
2: played them twice in Toronto. And then yeah. this one
1: yeah that's uh oh yeah it's like they're mid mid march would be a nice uh trip to Tampa maybe to go watch uh watch a game oh, yeah
2: no Tampa's a beautiful arena, oh my goodness it is that's okay. the only other n h l rink I've been to it's fantastic
1: do you think the Leafs they're currently in second can they hold that spot
2: uh before the Bergeron injury, I'd say no. Uh, I think they can with Bergie out.
1: One thing I'll say if, about the Bruins is that they have been able to overcome the Marchand suspension and played pretty well. That was what, five games? Four or five games, yeah. But Bergeron... That was also
2: with Bergeron still in the lineup. Yeah. You need somebody to get Marchand the puck. And who's... Bacchus is there? Oh, Krejci, sorry.
1: So I would say Krejci moves up Kreitchi to... and
2: Bacchus move up to top six. Yeah. Well, Bacchus moves up to top six. Krejci was already in the top six. Exactly. But, um, yeah, it makes it a little more difficult. I mean, Pasternak and Marchand are going to do their thing. I don't even know who their second line is. I'm assuming two it's, individuals it would be, never well, i
1: mean, It would be Nash, Krejci. It was Nash, Oh, Kreitchi sorry, and they were
2: right. Yeah, so Rick Nash and DeBrusque. Boy, sure. don't,
1: boy don't they wish Rick Nash was the center.
2: <laughs> don't they re- wish Rick Nash was Thomas Placanich right about now?
1: <laughs> Probably not.
2: Um, <laughs> Could you imagine but, but if, you, the, if the Bruins got Thomas Fokanish? What their fans would do?
1: Uh, this is this is where I, I say the Leafs. The good thing about the Leafs schedule, it's not too easy that they get too relaxed before the playoffs, but it's not so difficult that they can't make any any no like they can't continue that climb. Yep. First place kind of seems a bit out of reach with Tampa. Completely
2: untenable. It's not, also no, has it's two not. games in hand on the Leafs.
1: They do, and they just made the, that tray, which will I mean, depending on how Kushrov's injury is, and Tyler McDonough's Johnson Tyler, John- Tyler Johnson is supposed to be reevaluated for an injury he yeah. had last night. And
2: McDonough's injured. He's going to be a lot back. of speculation about him. Well, he, he's going to come back soon. Yeah, but next week. He's coming off of what a broken hand. Or something along those lines? A hand injury. Uh,
1: Well, I know Kucherov has a hand injury. Yeah, well, Kucherov
2: missed the majority of the game last night, right? Yeah. So they have a couple injuries that could... It it all depends, man. You never know. Tampa slid a bit. Like, they were... There wasn't even a discussion about Boston or Toronto catching Tampa a couple... Like, a month or so ago. Mm -hmm. Well, Boston had their streak, and they said they could catch Tampa down the road. Yeah. But Toronto and Boston are, uh, what, five, six points? Uh... It's I think Boston a, might be like eight
1: points back, which is a little bit hard. Right in front so Toronto is – This is going to be before the, the Florida game, obviously. They're yeah. at 84 points. Which is good. Tampa's got 89, but they have two games in hand. Yeah. Tampa's a team that can make the most out of those games oh, in absolutely. hand. absolutely. Boston is now two points behind, but they have the five games in
2: well, No, four games because they lost the Leafs.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess we would – but uh, they still have five games. Yeah. In hand, but they but they yeah.
2: they they, lost, they left points on the table against the Leafs. So they did. are basically saying it's four, yeah. Um,
1: but yeah. hey, I mean, first off, how the heck are Boston and I guess the, the Panthers are another team that are the, the Florida has six games in hand. I mean, they're nowhere close to the Leafs in terms of standings and points. But how how does the NHL schedule work like that?
2: I don't know. It's the, the same thing happened with the Leafs in Boston last year because the Leafs had like five games in hand on Boston for more, the majority of the season last year.
1: That's very true. And they didn't so I guess capitalize they, on that. They but.
2: figured they'd switch it back and get Boston the upper hand this season, I guess. I, I really don't know. It's, it's weird how they. The Leafs have played, I think, I don't know if it was before the All Star break, the Leafs had played the most games in the league. Yeah. Not right. just in the East. They were.
1: Yeah. So they'll play. They'll have the. My bad. They'll have that time off from now until Saturday. To play the Capitals, then they have the Sabers. So one of We've the four won games the jersey
2: matchup for that game. So exactly,
1: they have one of the four games against the Sabers.
2: God, those captures jerseys are horrid.
1: And... Sorry, <sighs> go ahead. Yeah, it's going to be an eyesore on Saturday. Yeah. Um, then they have the Penguins. Then they have the Stars, both at home. So that's it's not easy, but it's not. I mean, they've already been the Stars this season. The Penguins. That's going to be a tough one. That's a, that's a team I root that, yeah, Tampa and Boston are teams that the Leafs have to go through, but Piss- eventually I think Pittsburgh is a team you have to beat in the East if you want to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Washington is in a bit of trouble. Hopey has not looked good. And Philly is in second. They're on a roll, but Philly has also had really bad stretches this season, but they've also played the Leafs really well. Again, I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves thinking about Eastern Conference final matchups, but it's what we do here. Um, They have the Sabres again after the Stars. Then the Habs come to town. So the next, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six games, three of them are against the Sabres and the Habs. That is a great chance for the Leafs to do something.
2: Damn, I am excited.
1: Um, they, and also the back to back is it is a back to back between the stars and the Sabre between the stars game and the Sabres game, but yep. ones at in Toronto. One's oh, there's in Buffalo. a stars game. There is a stars game because the stars haven't come to Toronto yet. Then you get the Lightning, as you said one last time. I'm going through the rest of the schedule. The Lightning there's one, one more time. You have one more trip to Nashville.
2: There's one. Yeah, there's one team I was thinking about that hasn't come to Toronto yet, and I'm forgetting who it is.
1: Um uh, the, the in my head uh, the Leafs haven't been to the Isle yet well the Habs haven't come to Toronto yet that's two games they against played two the games, Habs yeah. Yeah. so that's, that's that's weird yeah I mean the Leafs have I think their home oh the Jets
2: yes that was the team the Jets haven't come to because they were talking a lot in the deadline about how the Jets were really good at home and I thought well, to myself well, except for that one time the Leafs steam murdered them up. on their own that is lines. a
1: game right there if I'm a Leafs fan, if I'm a Jets fan, if I'm a Leafs player and a Jets player, that game is basically who is who's the best
2: in Canada. Who's
1: the best in Canada. I am looking forward to that one. We
2: thought, we thought it was going to be the game against the Oilers. Let's be honest, at the start of the season, for who's the best in Canada. Speaking of you underwhelming just, organizations.
1: You just, you just wanted to bring up the Oilers. Well,
2: no. Who who thought the Jets were going to be better than the Oilers after the Oilers pushed last year? You know,
1: they what? thought
2: they were going to be good playoff yeah. bound, but nobody <laughs> thought they were going to be this good and no, this, the Oilers but, were going to be this bad.
1: But then you look at what the Jets have that the Oilers don't have. Oh yeah, consistent good players. goaltending. Oh,
2: that and a rock solid D core. No, rock solid is for the
1: Jets. Yeah. Truba, Buffalo. Well, Truba's
2: injured. He's been injured for about. He's a month. coming back soon. Yeah, Morrissey. Yeah, he was skating
1: yesterday. I mean, I know Enstrom
2: is yeah, Toby Enstrom. He's got like that twelve foot long. He's got like a Chara stick, but he's five foot eleven. I, I don't really am I
1: missing? A, I'm so bad with the with. with uh, ben ben
2: Chariot is he still over there?
1: Ben Chariot. Yep, he's still Ben Chariot. I, I believe that's the name. Know. If I'm not wrong, or I could be wrong, because I this, the Jets. That'll be a very interesting game. Um, but I think the benefit for the Leafs' schedule, as I've mentioned, two games still against the Habs, four against – that's six games. Yeah. Uh, how many games have the Leafs played? Sorry, the Leafs have played 65 games. Mm-hmm. So that's six games. That's 71 games against other teams other than – okay. Six games against the Habs and the Sabres. I'm trying to do Matthew. Six of your last 17 games – are against teams that are way out of it. And then there's also, who else did I bring up? Um, who was the other team I brought up? Sorry. The Red Wings again. The Red Wings, I don't know what the heck they're doing. Just, no one knows. The Islanders, who. The,
2: <laughs> the Red Wings, we haven't touched on them. No, and why not? What don't a want. horror show of a trade deadline they did. Well, sorry. The Vegas Golden Knights handed them. A first, a second, they or a third sal- for Thomas the and Vegas Golden
1: Knights, Sing Hanley salvaged the the Red Wings trade deadline. Yeah, because to not trade Mike Green, no. they're
2: jumping on the grenade and keeping Mike Green, who's not going to stay in Detroit. I
1: think the only team, only two teams that could have won Mike Green were the Caps. He, he wanted to go to Washington. and the Lightning, and both of them. I mean, we know why the Lightning did do it, but the Capitals decided well, the, the no.
2: Caps were after McDonough too. That's probably why they spent all their time trying to land him. Yeah. So and the- who knows. Should, um, the NHL should have, like, a buyout thing like the NBA where buy- you can, like, have all these rumors, like, three, four weeks after the trade deadline where it's, like, this guy's well, getting bought out. Where's he going to end up? Uh,
1: it, well, baseball has the waiver deadline. Yep. They have the non-waiver deadline and then the waiver deadline.
2: I'm not saying it's a good idea. I'm just saying it's fun because you get to see all these, like, Vince I, I think, to the Raptors. I think it stuff.
1: makes sense to try to do something like that to make it a little more interesting because you put Mike Green on waivers. Is a team really going to take that entire contract? Six What's million dollars. From? Oh, geez, right. That's what the cap, like you know, most teams can't Ooh. make that. Most contending teams Thomas can't Katar
2: make am Austin will wear number 90 for the Vegas Golden Knights. Wow, on that topic, S- stud! Yeah, he's also doing a selfie video that I'm watching right now. Awesome Good
1: for him. Austin, awesome just uh, I get lost fun. in Twitter
2: in mid conversation,
1: exactly. Um, anything else you want to bring up for the Leafs because I-, I think we got out what. More than I expected to
2: get out in this one. Mm, I think we talked enough about Roman Pollock <laughs> you know.
1: So, right. I, I think that Saturday game, the outdoor game, will mean a lot for the Leafs. Because yep. the more points you can bank now...
2: That'll be cool for Thomas Buchanan. She goes from a terrible lottery-bound team to an outdoor game with one of the better teams in the league. That'll be fun for him. It will be fun. Has Montreal... Has he played in a, He must have played in it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Had the Winter Classic a couple of years ago against Boston. Well,
1: didn't they... Didn't they just do the... Uh, right, Her- they did
2: the Heritage game. So he could have played in play in two this year.
1: He's going to play in two this year. Wow.
2: This one's probably going to be a little bit nicer because that was that crazy, like, minus 35 Ottawa weather that he had to play in the last yeah. game. Um,
1: they've already started getting the stadium ready to <gasps> go for the outdoor game. So <laughs> you yeah. ruined my ending bit right there.
2: Well, you can still ask me.
1: Okay, fine. Um All right. I think that I pretty much ends it. So <laughs> let's see how let's see how they do against the Panthers tonight. Yeah, and see if they can continue to uh, rack up those points. Please, if you haven't done so, try to find out where Richard is because
2: we missed him today. Richard, please contact us if you're listening to this tomorrow, um, today, Wednesday. Today is definitely Wednesday.
1: Today is definitely not Wednesday. Not Wednesday. It's Tuesday.
2: Eh, well. I try my best. I'm just trying to get Richard home, man. Give me a break.
1: (laughs) So uh, Richard hopefully will be here. The next time we talk, we'll get some uh, spring training updates because there have been some. And we will also, I think the next time we record this will be, I'm trying to think, there will be after... I think it'll be after the outdoor game. So we'll get yeah, to talk about next week, what that has to do. Well, cause there won't be many th- things to talk about other you know. than the outdoor game after that. Maybe we'll wait until a couple of other games happen as well. And yeah, the Raptors continue to, uh, make things easy for themselves. So we'll talk about them next time as well. Uh, Austin apparently has gotten a new follower, so yeah. I should continue we're to say. We're doing thing, guys. Uh, make sure you follow Austin on Twitter, underscore Austin Owens, because it's working. So it's, it's working?
2: It's um, working. My hot takes on the Olympics were, uh, they were okay. Yeah. That you, was a fun time. Let's just touch on that. Good for, good for Canada. Good for...
1: Yeah. Other than the two curling uh, upsets.
2: Yeah. I mean, it... It's weird. You didn't win in the sports you thought you were going to, but 29 medals. It was a I mean, very good congratulations. Olympics. Congratulations, that's amazing. I
1: mean, I got to see uh, just watching the bobsleigh yeah, it was do really well. And the tie for goal, that was unreal. Yeah. Okay, dude, I know I'm supposed to be exiting here, but my gosh. Olymp- we didn't touch on the Olympics. That was most exhilarating. Well, I mean, that's more of an international thing. It's not, we yeah, don't, but, but uh, that, that tie in the bobsleigh, I think was a crazy, crazy. Uh, Crazy ending to that one. Yep. Uh, you had, excuse me, Tessa,
2: Tessa and Scott, uh, fantastic. Uh, Bhutan in speed skating, fantastic.
1: Yeah, Team Canada getting bronze after losing to Germany, which
2: good for Germany.
1: Good for Germany. Holy but,
2: hell, what a tournament for them!
1: Holy hell, what a tournament! But holy, they were a
2: minute crap. thirty away from beating Russia in the gold medal game. They good were,
1: and Canada was also very close to tying that game. So let's not forget that one. Um, Another surprise, I think, too, was uh, Mark McMorris with his performance after being in a hospital bed. And Wojtek Wolski. And Wojtek Wolski. Uh, Yeah. That's
2: the the Canadian grit right there.
1: As much as we wanted the NHL players to be there because of uh, results and what they would have meant, seeing those stories, I think meant. and that's what the Olympics are supposed to promote is the stories of these individuals and the, the hard, hard times they go through. NHL players don't really have the same. They don't have that on the same level. So th- that at least alleviated some of the, the pain of not having a guy, you know, a line of Conor McDavid. Just us, uh, one more thing. I don't know if you saw Angeles. it.
2: Mikhail Kingsbury posted a video. And it was after the women's game.
1: Oh, they were singing uh, My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> my Heart Will Go On. And
2: it was Patrick Chan, Scott Moyer, Tessa Virtue, Rachel and the entire curling team was there sitting in like, some of them were sitting in the aisle of the bus just singing yeah. My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion.
1: That was... You know, I, the, the, the most athletes, Canadian thing I've those, ever seen in my life. Those athletes uh, do enjoy themselves once they are done the competitions and it's always fun to see. A little bit too much. Um, with that, on that note, uh, make sure you continue to follow us uh, on Twitter and Facebook, Tip of the Tower. You can find all of our latest uh, Block Talk radio episodes. Oh God, I really butchered that. But you can find all of our episodes on Block Talk radio, iTunes. Uh, I believe you can still find it on SoundCloud and any other podcast apps you use. Uh, let's see what the leaves do next. We will see how things go with the Raptors and the Blue Jays. Very fun month of March coming up, I think.